Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at youconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. We are here, episode 206, with Jen Barkin. Woohoo! Woo! She's here once a month. I love it. <laughs> Could be three times a month. No, that'd be t- that'd be too much. You just did OPT Live the other day. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while. a while since I've seen you guys. Mm-hmm. It always feels like that. You're the only one then who feels that way. I'm convinced because I'm actually worried about <laughs> overexposure here. I was talking. Eric from Tilson Helms texted me because my picture was on the Lasso login screen. He's like, I can't go anywhere without seeing your face. <laughs> what is going your on? Face is everywhere. Trust me, man. Post Summit this year. I'm going to go in full hermit for like six months. You're not going to see me anywhere. Is it the same headshot everywhere? Probably. Maybe. Uh, you, yeah. Just likely. get a new headshot. Good call. Quick little story. I remember back, this was like three or four years ago, Martha at Tuscus Homes. Her picture on the website, I thought it was genius, was in different spots of the model home. So you never felt like it was the same person stalking you mm. on the website. And I thought it was genius because then you're seeing this person in the kitchen. And then like, hey, you know, the it's the same person, area. the same person, but it was different. Like lenses and everything. Like it was, it was good. I'm like, yeah, not in an up. office setting. Just stay relevant, guys. Don't in be like office. the realtors that have the same picture from oh, 20. I think years we ago. have pictures from Ouch. the okay. Phoenix Summit. Uh, that we're we're going to move on to story time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few more gray hairs in my beard. Catch up with Mike. Get us started. Was that please. bad? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So my story time is Mike and I just got back from our online sales academy, which was the first in-person one we've done in two years. It was so great to be back together with everybody. And we were at Gillies in Dallas, Texas. Now, when I think of Gillies, I'm probably going to show my age, but do you guys remember the movie Urban Cowboy? You guys know I remember that you're more experienced in life than I am. Yes. I don't watch movies. You can ask Mike Lyon. I see. Oh, that's right. That is true. I'm that's always that's out of true. Touch. You don't watch joke. movies. Okay. I'm that's Googling. true. So that was made in 1980. I looked it up. So I was negative, negative. Awesome. I was on a thought. That makes me feel so great, <laughs> Andrew. You're welcome. Anyway, Urban Cowboy <laughs> takes place. A lot of the movie takes place at Gillies, which is like this country oh. Western bar. Now I need to watch right. It. So th- that's what I have in my mind, right? Mm. When we go to Gillies. And it is a super cool place. It is not necessarily a country Western bar now, but it is a super cool venue where they have concerts and you can have meetings and stuff there. So that's where we had our academy and it was super cool. And what was even better was that we had these brand new shiny online sales specialists, right? All super great energy. And we never know like how it's going to be. You know, because True. leading up to it, it's like, you know, you know, what's the energy going to be like? But as soon as they walked in on day one, they were like instant friends uh, with each other. And it was just really cool. But Mike and I were talking. It's interesting because, you know, the Online Sales Academy is really like fundamental, basic training boot camp, right? Getting your new program established. Um, all the kind of basic things of shaking off old habits. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't been trained by us and maybe you just yeah. pick it up as best you could getting, getting things in right. place. Like here's the best way to do things. Here's the right way to do things, all of that. And what's interesting though, is a lot of the things we're saying, it's like, okay, yeah, here's the transitory train <laughs> coming in. Like while, while you need to know how to do this right now, it looks a little different. 
right? And so that was kind of, you know, the the theme was we're going to we're going to tell you hmm. the right way to do it, the best practices, but there's some modifications, right, you need to make. And I feel like that's the story of our lives for the last 2 years is yeah. We need to make these modifications. However, I will tell you that there are some of those tried and true best practices that are now needing to be implemented back into online sales processes and, you know, kind of getting back to doing some of those things that we have. So not don't done. give them all away because we want people to keep coming to the Academy. That's a joke. We just don't have time to give them all away. But we, you can go <laughs> to our like blog, you go to com. There's like 50,000 <laughs> articles and videos and podcasts. Yeah. So they're all, they've all been given away, but just pick one as an example of what you mean by that. What I mean by that is um, big one is like prospecting, but what I really like to call it now is more customer nurturing. But where well, we well, that, that's where you pick up the phone and call outbound. What is that? Yes, prospecting? Yes. That's weird. Pro- yeah. Prospecting, you know, historically is, you know, you go resuscitate older leads. You're picking up the phone, you're, you're emailing every month, you're, you're making those outbound calls. And, you know, during this crazy market, it's hard to do that when you have your inbound just coming in at a rapid pace, right? How am I going to make outbound calls when I have all these calls coming in? However, um, it's, it's a lot of customer nurturing that we have to get back in play and, you know, making the phone ring the other way. You know, if you have a little bit of a slowdown, a list hygiene, database cleanup, you know, all those things. Cause that's, that's what I hear all the time is, what do I even say to these people when I, I'm not necessarily trying to get an appointment right now, maybe, or I don't have anything to, or we're in a pause on sales. Why do I need to call people? You're calling them to let them know that you care, that they even inquired with you at one point, and you're creating those relationships for future opportunities, right? And cleaning up your database. Yeah. You want to know who's still in the market so that when the time comes, you have a good relevant database to work with. and you're working those muscles. And that's really a big thing is working the phone skill, you know, muscle, like going from. Yeah. Especially on outbound or, yeah. or overcoming different objections than we've been having to overcome. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we've had to been do it in a way is talk about conditions of the market. Yeah. They're not really even overcoming objections. It's helping people understand what the conditions are and that you exactly. didn't create them just to make your life miserable. Yeah, exactly. Not, we didn't intentionally make sure that there's no mm-hmm. garage doors. It's just a condition of, of yeah. the world we're in today. So yeah. conceivably, what you're saying is you could be a great online salesperson right now who started in the last two years and not have really missed much in terms of training and coaching and getting those skill sets up. It's almost like when you start that new exercise, which I'm gonna have to shift to Andrew because I don't. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it's, it's, it's a moral thing for me, that exercise. Yeah. <laughs> you start some new maneuver and there's this little tiny muscle that you've never used the same way before. That oh, you, like, ooh, that's and there. you can't walk for oh, two shit. days. Yeah, walk. absolutely. I was going to say with prospecting, is there, what is the biggest barrier for, for me to be like, I don't, I don't like to pick up the phone. I'm totally fine not picking up the phone. I'm like, oh, I don't know this number. We're good. And, and so for me, like, I'm not designed for that. I'd imagine OSCs are like, they shouldn't have phone fear. I don't know if that's a word. But is there like some type of barrier for prospecting other than that definitely that definitely exists. I think the biggest thing is I don't really know what to say. And if somebody wants to enter into a conversation that maybe I don't feel real confident on how to talk about that, 
then that then adds to the well. I I just I'll just send emails. You put and it off. You put it off. You put it yeah, off. like exactly. And again, that's that. What I want to emphasize is just that you might not even know if you're good at that or not yet. If you're an online salesperson listening, because you've never had to do that. Uh, yeah, so, there's a lot that, of people. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be an interesting reality when suddenly that becomes not a nice to have, mm -hmm. but a must have again, and like it everyday thing. One more question on there, because I attended the, the last in-person one Phoenix, I think it was 2020, right. When COVID sure started did. and I'm like, I feel like if you've never had formal training as a, an OSC, despite how long you've been in that position, there's a lot of value. I feel like I'm promoting a lot right now, but <laughs> that's okay. We never, we never really promote ourselves too much. Yeah. Careful. What, I'm going to put, I'm going to, you're on the kill switch. Whoosh, here. Delete. Little, What's little like the average? <laughs> Tenure of people that did attend are most people like six months and younger as far as in the position, three months, a year, two years. Like, is there even an average or is it all over yeah. the place? Um, typically, it's people who have been in the role like a year or less. Although, okay. I mean, we do we have had people that have been in the role for, you know, three years, but they just never had any sort of training or no they were training. seeking structure. Like, gotcha. you know, I, I, I'm kind of I'm doing the job, but like I don't really have any structure around process and tools and things like that. But I would say this time, the majority were pretty new, like in the last year. Okay. Somebody was awesome. like a week, a weekend. Wow. And <laughs> as you guys were shutting down the online sales Academy, what was getting ready to, to take over the venue? Oh my gosh. Rest, some kind of wrestling. Oh WrestleMania gosh. was happening in Dallas, like the okay. big WWE <laughs> WrestleMania event. But they had all the like minor league wrestling. Oh man, really kind of a few people around. that do that, unfortunately. And you know, like I'm I'm up there in the middle of presenting, and like here comes some wrestle guys like walking behind me, like on the patio. And of course, like everybody stopped and we're like, "Hey, it's, can we go talk like to them?" You know? <laughs> yeah, they were doing some kind of like video promotion or something. So that was exciting. That's and awesome. we got to see like the, they were having an event there and we got to like see them practicing like in the, you know, the ring and, and all that stuff. So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Very cool. Andrew, what do you got for so, us? Yeah, I got a real quick one. See, Kevin, you, you inspired the story, like just in this moment here. Oh yeah. We said exercise and fitness. So there's this one gym I go to, this is another gym story. I, it's a friend of mine. Right. And he's like, Oh, it's struggling. The gym is not where he wants it to be. And I'm like, when's the last time you've been out like to the other gyms? He's like, uh -huh. I can't like, they know me. I'm like, no, they don't like maybe the owner does know you, but like the staff there at like 10 AM in the morning. No. And this one, this one, this one, I'm like all these problems that like, I was trying to like advise him through or help him through, like as a friend, like, I'm like, if you just visit these other places, you'd have the answers. Like what, what does that gym have that we don't have? I'm like, you could literally just walk in the door like, hey, can I get a, like a free pass for the week? Sure, here you go. Like, go have fun. And you'd see all these things. Or like go on their website, go on their Instagram, go on their Facebook. This all applies to build a world. Like, how's that? Why are they? What are they doing differently than us? When's the last time you visited? Like, and to me, like the solution was so simple. Like, just get out there and look. Like, it's not that complicated. Like, instead of looking at our own, like, why is this community not selling and staring at your own analytics and data? Like, our bounce rate's good, our, pay, our time and site's good, we have enough traffic, et cetera. And then you look at the competition, you're like, oh, like, shoot, they have these two floor plans. We have nothing like that. Maybe we need mm -hmm. something on that line or whatever it may be. Or, like, look at their entry monument. I don't know if that makes a huge difference or not, but ours looks like a pile of garbage. Theirs doesn't look like a pile of garbage. That's a good, like, just first impressions walking through the community. 
I was like, just get out there and go look at the thing. It's not that compli complicated. So I looked at a few like down here. I was talking to um, Mr. Will Duderstadt on Instagram yesterday and DMs. He, he, he's very social, by the way, <laughs> like online after hours. And we were talking about the Tampa Bay market. And I was just going through like different builders in the area. I'm like, oh, these communities are right next to each other. And I was pretending to be a shopper. I'm like, why would anyone choose this community? Like, and looking at this one or just like the site user experience, just looking at it objectively, of course, is hard if you're like, this is my website, this is my baby, this is what I'm on all the time. But getting that perspective of looking at the other, the competition, like, oh, mm -hmm. if this builder did this, oh my goodness, this site would be perfect. It'd be, you can't find this one feature. But like, hey, that builder has virtual tours on every single floor plan. It's pretty cool. And you got to know your competition. No. Yeah. It is interesting how people are always scared to go visit in person. Whenever I do an in-person visit, yeah. I always ask if they want to stop somewhere and show me a competitor. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't go in there. They'll know who I am. I'm like, well, okay. What if they do? Like, Let's, so? Who cares? As long as you're nice, like don't yeah. you know, overflow their toilet or something and you, you'll be fine. Hide <laughs> <laughs> dish somewhere. Like, oh, my, my favorite story of visiting competition ever Andrew, I think you've heard this before. It was a builder in Charlotte. They were the number one selling community in the entire Charlotte market. Okay. I think it's ringing a bell. Classica Homes drops me off mm. to take a look at it. Yeah. And there's three pairs of shoes at the entryway, one covered in mud. They're the sound of unsolved mysteries is coming blaring from the TV at like volume level 80. Is that a lifetime? I walk through the entire shows. home. There is no salesperson there. I go to the second home, which is unlocked in the model park. Also no one there brochures all over the kitchen, like in, like a, a warehouse of paper had exploded. It was like top five worst model home presentation experiences ever, just from how it looked, let alone the fact that the salesperson was not present during the middle of their day or, or had any way to, for me to contact them. I get back in the car and they're like, so what'd you think? And I go, well, I know, I know they're not being successful because the salesperson's awesome. They're not being successful because their product presentation is awesome. So then I said, what percentage of their sales comes from real estate agents? Oh, 98%. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Just yep. Open your eyes. Anyway, um, uh, for the sake of time, yeah, I, I will do a quick story time piece. I can't, I can't pass it up entirely. Uh, right now, there's a lot of people who are frustrated uh, that they can't hire as many people as they would like to hire. And I understand that frustration because it comes from a, a perfectionist slash controlist mindset of which, you know, sign me up most of the things about like, no, if my wife is listening, it doesn't apply to making your bed. That's just dumb because <laughs> you're going to get right back in it the next day. It is a waste of time, <laughs> but non-repetitive tasks need to be done perfect uh, and have control over them. And so I understand wanting to have an employee to make sure that that task is done to the best way possible. I'll have, you know, the feeling of your culture and your emotion and energy as a company on top of getting the job done. But at the same time, if you've made the best case you can and ownership says no, you also can't just cross your arms and be like, well, then I guess I can't do cool stuff. I guess I can't make things better because you still have this other really cool thing at your disposal, which is access to a budget. And so if you've got, you know, half a million to a million dollars to, to, to allocate as you see fit, there's a whole lot of problems that you can solve with different technology and tools yeah. and systems to make your to life $500 a month. Yeah. I was just talking to a, a builder 20 minutes ago, who's really 
gone to another level using Jasper.ai, which is an artificial intelligence copywriting service. And they've used it enough to figure out the idiosyncrasies of what they can and can't use it for. She's like, you know what? For writing floor plan descriptions for the MLS, I don't need a person, an employee to do that. This thing can do that just fine. So uh, there's a service called Meltwater that lets you get notified anytime your company's mentioned anywhere, not just on social platforms, but any random blog or a new website or, or news publication. Um, there's just so many things that you you can't do. So I just want to encourage you, don't get discouraged because right now, even though your company might be growing and your department might be stretched thin, as an owner, you're trying to say, well, I have to think about what is the company going to be challenged with potentially in the next year or two before I add another human being. And I don't want to add humans at what I think might be the turn towards a more difficult time frame. So the person I was talking to had three people on her staff and she might want to have six or seven in reality. Um, and she's grown enough to probably have that make sense. At the same time, I said, if, if things got tough, would they let you keep all seven or would they ask you to fire two? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So it, it's hard to get full approval for that at this timing of the marketplace. And so don't, don't get discouraged. Look at your budget and try to get creative. Every time I ever hired someone when, at, at my second builder, Heartland, I always went to them and said, I want to hire someone for 65. Can you, can I take a hundred grand out of my marketing budget to cover that position? Because I needed to cover insurance and other things beyond their salary. And I said, sure. But even if they didn't, I would have said, okay, well then can I make you a contractor for a year or two at 65 and then see where it goes. But yeah, there's lots of ways to solve the problem. Don't get discouraged. That's what I was thinking when, when you were talking, I was thinking, what do we do in the case where we need more online sales specialists? And it's that's you need an actual person, right? You can't, yeah. you, you don't have a tool that'll solve that problem necessarily, right? And so I'm thinking, can you take some marketing budget? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got, you know, like you've got a, you've got a good marketing budget. budget. There, can take, from there. Yeah, can we can we hire another person or well, especially you know, like, if the marketing department has the online sales department reporting through them, right. probably easier, right. just a little, right. little nudge right. nudge there. But, right. um, right. that, that, that's totally different though. I, I want to stop there. Dang it. I wanted to do a short story, but whenever Jen shows up, things get complicated. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my answer is totally different on the online sales side than marketing because the marketing isn't touching the consumer directly in the same way. Does that make sense? Like Yes. The consumer doesn't care if Meltwater is sending me updates on everywhere my company's mentioned online or if an employee is scouring regularly to to hunt for it down on their own. But when you're talking about someone who is reaching out to you for engagement, to have that outsource is a whole nother challenge. Right. And look, there's Ruby on there's Ruby, there's all kinds of different answering services that, that we've tested over the years and implemented, but it's to outsource something that is interacting directly with your consumer, um, it's it's a it's a dangerous step to take. And even one other, art, you know, there's a lot of builders who have kind of sprung up as I'm going to say insta builders, like the lumber company or whoever does all of the construction, and the builder just does the sales and the marketing. Well, when things go wrong, it's fine when things go right, but when things go wrong. And they're yelling at you and you're like, well, this one vendor is actually the one doing your entire home. So go talk to them because they're the ones screwing it up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go well at all. Can imagine. 
And so I just think when, when the consumer is involved, it's worth taking that risk. And that's where yes. I know everyone's going to be on a different place, but I've never worked anywhere where I've been happy with the number of online salespeople on my team. And it actually goes back to your story time because of, of prospecting until my teams could prove to me that they were prospecting to the level that we all agreed to was ideal. It wasn't just what Kevin mm -hmm. said. It was like, yeah, we want right. to get to the point where we can touch base personally with each person in our database once a month right. on top of any long-term follow-up, anything else. That was our collective stated goal. And we never got there. Um, you know, I still, right. I still like to remind people at Heartland, we, at 400 to 450 homes a year, we had three online salespeople in 2010, 11, and 12 for, for 450 homes a year. And now right. most people would just say, nah, with technology, you just leverage one and be good with it. And then right. you know, find right. the answers. And, and, that's, and that's, the, that's the challenge, you know, that what we see, I even get, you know, builders asking me, well, you know, lead counts are down a little bit for us right now do we really need to bring on another person? And I go, yeah, because you're not able to do the level of customer nurturing that's required. There's still a lot more to do. And it's going to get worse. I think new... I keep saying it's going to get worse, right. Jen. That's I know. There's going to be more questions that, with more data available online, not less. And so the role has shifted so much into not just new lead conversion into appointments and sales. There's a lot more work that has to be done and longer conversations. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. More and more. All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> shift over to the news. But first, a quick word from our supporting partner, Open Door. Not taking contingencies, Open Door creates more opportunities by sending customers a preliminary offer within minutes. Plus, as a builder sales associate, you can provide a flexible close date to help customers avoid double moves and mortgages by closing anytime from 14 days to nine months. Go to opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn more about how you can partner with Open Door. All right, first up from the news, we've got our own Sarah Simmerman, honored with 40 under 40. Congratulations. Love it. Yes, congrats, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. That is amazing. Well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, even after we hired her, I think it was um, like two months, and. And Andrew just kind of casually mentioned like, well, you know, she did win the silver award for marketing director of the year and she won this other gold award. And I was like, she's pretty good at stipend. I missed wow. that page on her resume. She was <laughs> yes. just so impressive. She's quite humble. Yes. She's, she's got yes. the hardware, man. She gets it done. Mm -hmm. She does. And I think I, I should have double checked this count. I think that makes the fifth person on the deconvert team to be. Um, so Kevin, Andrew, Jen, Sarah, Jesse, Jesse. Mike. I feel like there was one other. Mike, bless his heart. No, Mike, no, Mike. doesn't have any bless awards. Bless his heart. <laughs> Mike, we need to make Mike an award. I know. The Mike Lyon Award. The Mike. Yeah, so Mike I think Lyon. that's the fifth. Yeah. yeah cool. okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we, yeah, had, we had some uh, client partners too. Oh, yeah. yeah. If we if you go um, yeah. to the actual article, and I love it. I, I, I started a thing, um, three degrees of Kevin Oakley. You know, there's the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, <laughs> Kevin needs and three, I did because I'm... I really, I'm not a fun, interesting person. I just spent like an hour one night just going on LinkedIn and typing every person's name and seeing if they were a first, second, or third level connection to me. <laughs> and I think all but two of the winners were at least a second level connection. So nice. um, that's awesome. They're Kevin, you need to watch more movies and not yeah. 
that's go nice. on LinkedIn and no, I love it. <laughs> That's that's when 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 my health is failing me and I can't move, then I'll just stare at the screen and reabsorb all of culture today. It's a that work. I love it. Next up from CNBC, thirty-year fixed mortgages cross five percent as of Tuesday, April fifth. Oh boy! The average wow. rate on the popular thirty-year fixed mortgage rate is now standing at five point oh two percent, according to Mortgage News Daily. This is the first time it has crossed that threshold since. 2011, except for two wow. short days in 2018. I feel like that happened fast. It like, did. That, that's the painful yes. part. Yes. It's not that we're at 5%. It's how fast it went. Yeah. Look at that. January is 3.4, probably. Yeah. And now it's April 5.0. Yeah. And one year ago today, it was 3.38. What's really yeah. interesting is this has spurred a whole bunch of conversations. Uh, the Dallas Fed also put out a report basically saying we think we're in a housing bubble, which is kind of scary when the federal government says that. Um, saw that. But what's really interesting is the aggregate data that we have shows the same old thing. It's about a week and a half to two weeks of consumer shock followed by, hi, we're here, we're back. Um, website traffic, still the same as it was in February. Um, conversion rates definitely took a dive for a week, but are on the upswing again. So I can't believe so, it. I'm glad we well, have to live somewhere. To like you have to live somewhere. Well, and okay. So I've been asking my, you know, on the front line, like, are you guys hearing anybody talk about this? Customers, are they saying anything to you about it? And surprisingly, it it's really hasn't been very much. I mean, a few, a few have said something. But I think the conversations are happening, but the consequences of those conversations have not been severe. Like people aren't dropping yeah. flies. There right. have been some right. cancellations, a few people who aren't proceeding, but it's not. People already on contract that are, right. that are maybe busting through, but I'm saying like new interest that not yet anyway, like I'm not hearing do you think people just might not be educated? Buyers, some buyers, some buyers might yeah, not be educated enough to be like, oh, three and five. That's, that, I don't know, Possibly. it's really close. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, that is a, yeah, yeah it's a harder number, number to figure out how it translates yes. to affordability, especially if you've never bought a home before. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I think the thing for builders to be doing is watch, continue to watch your funnel. And some builders are seeing a decrease of traffic to lead conversion ratios because the price points on their website or the lack of available homes on their website are reducing leads. Um, mm -hmm. Or they're seeing appointments to sale ratio decline because the people who are in the middle of their funnel can't get to the end because now they're concerned about qualification or don't qualify. It tends to be one or the other right now or none. There's a lot of builders who are just continuing on as if nothing has happened yet. But you want to watch the top and the bottom because those are the places where you're going to see movement first. However, the middle of the funnel lead to appointment seems to be continuing to be amazing. And it makes mm -hmm. sense, right? If you've yeah. already been to the website and you saw that the starting price point is 500000 and you already know what the interest rate is today, then when someone asks you to hold, have an appointment, yeah, I, I mean, if, if you go to lead to appointment is happening quickly and at a high percentage rate. I just was mm -hmm. looking at a couple of builders yesterday and their, yeah. their lead to appointment ratio for March was 48 and 49% respectively. I was going to say, I'm still seeing 30s, 40s percent conversion. It's going to be interesting is if the, like if you purchased a home in, in 2008, the equity, not 2008, 2018, 2017, 2008, mm -hmm. the equity you have now is just, could be quite massive. So like even as at 5%, you could put a huge down payment down or you're paying off 
a car loan or credit cards. So like your debt to income qualifying, even though we're at 5%, like they're financially a better picture. Some people are, some buyers. Be interesting if there is, I don't know if there's data on that. Like are people entering, qualifying for mortgages and the ratios are better or they're putting down say X percent more instead of a year ago, they're putting down 7% on average. I don't know. Yeah. The question that just keeps getting worse. If you don't work with open door is how am I going to sell my current home and wait for my new home to be built? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to move twice. Trust me. You you don't want to move twice unless you absolutely have to. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that's absolutely a thing. And we are not financial planners. So don't, Definitely not. don't trust not? any of this advice. <laughs> However, Definitely not. if you, if you believe that interest rates are likely to continue going higher, or if you believe that the dollar due to inflation will continue to be worth less, then even though rates have gone up, you should still be looking at a cash out refinance of your primary residence just to get the cash out of your home and then go use it for something else. That's going to get you, um, even more Maybe kitchen. So I should get I should get money out cool. and get a new kitchen. Is that hey, what you're saying? Price pool I mean, right now. Maybe. I'm going to call my husband when we get done with this. <laughs> Kevin said. Kevin said we need, said, a we no, need I to. No, I didn't. <laughs> we need to pull out our equity. I just got home. I just and said finally if you get that those new two kitchen. things, you might want to be considering that because <laughs> you don't have to move. I mean, that, let's again, let's be honest. Yeah. This is not a great time to have to move. No, it just isn't. Okay. No. But if you have to move, you have to move. That's what Mike keeps telling everyone. And I completely agree with it. And so if you have to move, it doesn't matter what the interest rate is really. I mean, remember the, my, the parent, the house, my parents bought their mortgage rate was 14%. Yeah, exactly. You know, houses were still bought and sold. And you rent or you buy and rent. At least if I look at my area for a four bedroom, two bath, it is insanity. It's yeah, you're like, I'm really thrown away four grand a month when yeah. I could buy similar home. Maybe it's 3,300, 3,500. That sounds better than 4,000. Hey, look at this one here from tucommerce.com. Hey, that's a cool one. Tech updates for OSTs written by Jen Burkhan. Let me say something real quick. Jen Burkhan. This is like the longest article I think Jen has ever written. <laughs> hey, listen, that's because I wanted to give online sales specialists a really clear cut resource with descriptions on how they could do this because and I know tech, yeah, tech can yeah. be challenging, right? And, you know, Listen, we have a, you know, Mike and I are calling it your tech stack. It's no longer just CRM that you're using to follow up and managing your leads, but you have a tech stack. You've got CRM, your phone. (laughs) Like IT people. (laughs) I used to say that I'm only, I'm only giving you a hard time because I used to say that word. I even said that word to, to Rich Barton, the CEO of Zillow. I met him at a conference and I was like, you should take your whole tech stack and apply it to new home construction he looked at me with glassy eyes and was like, what are you talking about with that? So now, now like, you're right. You're yeah, surpassing stack. Like, yeah. these technological founders by bringing tech stack. Tech stack. To the so online sales specialist, you got to take a look at your tools that you're using and make sure that you are leveraging them in a relevant way for this market. Right. And, you know, see, you, you guys can go read the article. I'm not going to get into too much detail here. It's very detailed. Like Andrew was saying, But just even looking at the way that we segment our leads, you know, specifically for coming soon, we got a Mm -hmm. segment within the coming soon list. We've got to utilize dashboards. Yeah, let's just give them the old T's. We got CRMs, we got dashboards, dashboards, we got email, we got phones, we have call rail, video with our friends at BombBomb. That's a article you should be checking out in the show notes. Absolutely. 
All right, moving on. Two-story homes, this is from uh, NBC <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth. Two-story homes discontinued in new North Texas community over lumber issues. An email was sent to a potential buyer in February saying two-story homes would not be available. It's weird. I don't get it. So an online sales specialist told me about this. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, like, you're already dealing with disappointment on on other levels of delays and, and, you know, uh, lumber and things like that, right? But then after you contract, you're told, hey, by the way, we're no longer building that home. The second floor is optional. You just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. and we've decided to, to take out yeah. that option to not build it. <laughs> Sorry. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, but uh, it, it's just a great, I'm, I'm going to show this to my wife because again, she's, she continues to be frustrated by how can these things really is. It's just us, right? No one else is having to experience this stuff. And you've got a large organization. This is DR Horton in this case, who has said, to keep the train moving overall, we can take the lumber that would be allocated for the second floor of a home and get a whole second home built faster because of the shortages. And I can tell Andrew, you believe that or no, you don't believe that. I don't believe it. It doesn't okay. make sense. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You still have the <laughs> tell trusses. Tell us how you really feel. I've Andrew. never built a home before ever, but you still have the trusses, right? Like, is it that much more lumber? It's not a whole house of lumber. Well, it's a floor makes- system. And then... A wall right. system and a wall. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's maybe like, I would say maybe it's 45% of the next house. I don't know. I need a builder to tell me what percent it is. I it think they like, should tell, 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 they should tell us. <laughs> to me, I'm confused on like, yeah, the home site size is like, maybe this pushes sales fast. I don't know. I'm sure they calculated it. Like, I'm sure someone's in Excel. Well, doing I know, I, I, know I saw you talking to someone somewhere online about this of um, the square footage, the cost per square footage of the second floor or the basement is always better. Because you're building on top of what was already built. Uh, you know, you're taking advantage like the, of this uh, space. No, the second floor space. should be more profitable per square foot for a builder. Is that what you mean? Uh, profitable or provide more value to the customer because maybe you don't make the full profit you could on it so that someone wants to buy your home. E- either way, like okay. so, having more square footage seems nice. However, in today's market where the supply demand is so off balance, we were on a call today with someone who yeah. said in their MLS, in the entire area of their MLS. There was only 81 homes currently available for sale. That's nuts. And this is That's outside of a, it's like a, a sub market of a major market in North Carolina. Wow. So in that situation where demand is so high and supply is so low, they're saying, yeah, I mean, it might be more expensive cost per square foot to just buy a ranch. But if I can build two of them and the customers are willing to pay that higher cost per square foot, why wouldn't I do yeah. that? I if I, I had the land, I guess that's the I see big, that angle. I'm assuming this builder in Texas just has a lot of land. That's one thing. And so they can move faster yeah. and would want to move faster. Still seems like, uh, Andrew's still calling ten, shenanigans. Ten I think that's what they, that's the word you guys use in Florida. Yeah, shenanigans. Shenanigans, which shenanigans. Is super troopers. I think there's four people that are like, yeah, super troopers. All right. Remember that scene. Andrew, this is your last, this is one you pulled in here last. And yeah, we'll this was posted in the, um, in the selling new homes online group, which is such a, it's an OG group that the That's name is so, so accurate selling new homes online. <laughs> it's like straight to the point. It's like when people used to have like exact match domain names where it's like home builder, yeah. Tampa home You're like, so this is, so playhouse. I feel like <laughs> I'm very skeptical of this thing. Playhouse is TikTok meets Zillow for the next generation of homeowners. The whole the playhouse seems like a knockoff of was a clubhouse that 
ultimately right. failed. And oh, so yeah. this seems like a knockoff. Even the, the the buttons icons on the screen, same location as TikTok, same location as mm-hmm. Instagram Reels. It seems I just don't. I'm like, what is the point of this? So it it puts listings in and content around the listings, which right now the content is made by Playhouse employees only for the Bay Area, so California. And then it's like this hmm. social thing, and there's also a game where you guess the prices, and all this to me screams like this is going to be the most hateful platform against real estate right now hmm. than it ever would be. And I think there's like a angle of like social selling or social buying. So we're going back and forth in that selling new homes online group. I'm like, who wants to even talk, like get opinions on from like your own mother or your father or like mother-in-law, like what house you're buying? Cause they'll have an opinion and they're going to give it to you. Well, and you're already like, eh, I'm good. And now you're going to have strangers telling you like, this is overpriced. That garbage kitchen's garbage. Like all these little things are like, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. My uh, two funny things that one. Yeah. There's so many people won't even tell you the name of their baby until yeah. the baby's born because they think that they don't want gonna, yeah, they don't want any judged. of the negativity around. Yeah, them. they don't want to be judged for their. And second, yes. we had someone over to our house, and Melanie's been concerned about her choice of the island cabinet selection. It's like a natural wood to try to match the floor. That's that's natural wood, and it's not a perfect match. And she's from the very day one. She's like, and if I don't like it, I can paint it, right, Kevin? I'm like, yes, you could, but that sounds terrible. Just like <laughs> someone comes over and and she asks them, and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, now that you mention it. That that cabinet color really doesn't match. Probably only that she mentioned it. Otherwise, like this is beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Um, So people will give you their opinions if you ask. I guess is the other other part of that. But I, I just like how it says if this sounds like a fun way to procrastinate after you're done. It's Mm -hmm. afterward. (laughs) (laughs) They don't seem as excited about it. I just don't see what it what it solves. Like because well, it's only it, real it estate. It gets attention like, of a cohort of people who are really interested in real estate so that you can sell real estate related ads. You know, and so probably no coincidence as we're looking at this article on TechCrunch, Picasso comes up with a banner ad um, yeah. because we're looking at house related content. So that that's the only thing I can figure is they're trying to figure out how do we create a, something sticky enough to get enough views like to, I mean that again, we've talked about this before on the podcast, all the stats around the usage of TikTok is super sexy sounding to someone who wants to try to reach an audience. And so if you can get some of those yeah. same metrics being created with a similar flow, and, and Andrew, I think you know what I mean in terms of the, the things being loaded in the background, number of videos yeah. viewed per second or per hour, um, total amount of content loaded on devices, it, may, it would make it very easy and compelling to sell to someone of like, oh, you want to reach interested people in residential real estate in this market? Well, we just we have the platform for you. Come give us lots of advertising money on it. So I think at the end of the day, unlike other vertical networks that like, um, what was Spencer Rafskoff's daughter's app recon food, mm-hmm. you know, recon food is, is a fun experience because it's all about the content and only the content. And you connect to other people around the content. You like pancakes. I like mm. pancakes. You like donuts. I like donuts. Um, I like donuts. this is, this is like talking about being around the content, but I think at the end of the day, it's an ad. Uh, yeah, right I think right. my skepticism is like, how are they going to get content? Would a real would many realtors who are usually <laughs> terrible at social media, anyways, now put something on TikTok and then we'll put it on this platform? And if there's not that many listings for your area, and this was my this is part of the biggest thing is I'm I'm shopping I'm not actively shopping for home, but my I research homes all the time in like six or seven different zip codes that I would end up living in. If there's nothing for the zip codes, I'll download the app and I'm like, oh, neat. There's nothing here for me. 
gone. Like I'm not that like at homes in the Bay area. Like I don't know the streets. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I think the other hard thing about this is going to be, we know um, from the builders we work with who build really beautiful homes that people obviously like looking at really beautiful homes. And you even hear the comment of people loving to look at homes. They know they'll never be able to afford on Zillow just to look at them. Well, that's what I was thinking when when I saw this. You think about the majority of what people are actually going to buy or is actually available mm -hmm. to be purchased in any marketplace. It's not going to be those super high-end homes. It's at, at scale, but the algorithm yeah. of this tool is going to keep showing you what you like and what we know people like is expensive and beautiful. Yeah. So there might also be a, a product mismatch there with the audience over time. I Just like I, I've it. successfully yeah. trained um, Facebook to only show me, I don't, what do they call it on Facebook? Even the videos that are like reels, is it still reels on Facebook? Reels. Reels. Yeah. Reels, reels on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facebook only shows me reels related to golden retrievers. Beautiful. Like <laughs> it's, it's the most amazing thing ever. Cause I not know interested, not interested. it's actually great. Cause I know if I want to have 30 seconds of pure happiness, I open up Facebook and I just scroll down to where they start recommending a video and it's a hundred percent golden retriever content now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like mine. It's <laughs> perfect. And that's what you, that's what you need it for. It's so we'll see. Baby. We need to have like, how many times have yeah. I heard that sound a lot lately? Uh, it's just a baby. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh, All right. Question of the week. TikTok, Answers to the last week's or some other week's question of the week. How do you make sure you get all of the photos you need? The number one answer was consistently outsourcing to a, a partner or, or a vendor to get those, those images taken. Um, with 28 votes, internal resource, semi-professional or professional internal resource. So an employee who's been trained or semi-trained on how to do that. 20 votes, internal resource. That's an amateur or has questionable talent. Uh, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> uh, Mr. Duderstad added all of the above, uh, and that, that got five votes. And I think, I think almost everyone probably should have answered that one, but I think a lot yeah. of people just took it which is what my original question was of the majority of your photography content. Where does it come That's from? Top one. Uh, random freelancers, actually no one, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Uh, and also no one selected. I only get pictures once a decade. This isn't my year. <laughs> That's hilarious. It would be interesting as the internal resource, what people already had experience before they started doing it versus like it's a brand new skill for them. And I, I feel like it, it's probably people who already had experience and they're like, oh, I could do picture stuff and video. And then like, sure, like go test it out. And it just worked and they got to do a bit more stuff. Yeah. A couple of the other comments here. Um, Will made a comment that, you know, the iPhone has great capability, but people need to learn how to use it. And again, Chad Davies from Davies Imaging, who will be on the podcast soon, is coming out with a smartphone photography okay. course for builders. Great guy. You can that sign up to so be part of the interest list. Yeah, and cool. he's That's like, cool. he's awesome. You want to learn he's, from people who can do good yeah. work, and that man can take pictures like nobody's business. He's he's a pretty cool guy. He's a real deal, and a sponsor of the online sales and marketing summit. So uh, we love that. Hey. That's not why we love him. Perfect. It doesn't. That's great. Lindsay Caulfield said 149 photos all day long. Uh, also, someone we interviewed for the podcast. So that's an outside resource that takes pictures of every home under construction through the construction process. Carrie Davis, we have a dual process, one process for, ma- for marketing homes or construction, where we rely more on internal sales and construction resources to take photos. And then the process for homes that we plan to add to the galleries. So uh, similar home photos, et cetera. Uh, then we have our very own Mark Fansler and our team who takes photos of our employees for the website and professional photos as well. 
Uh, what else we got on here? There's a lot of comments. Uh, yeah, where's it? Where's it we do a mix from yeah. Jenna, Chelsea. I'm the internal resource with amateur questionable talent. I have a DSLR for main photos and I use my iPhone for videos and have their Matterport camera. Oh, that's cool. It's got all three. Yeah. Nice. Uh, fantastic. All right. We, we got to pick a winner here. Uh, Lindsay Caulfield, $25 gift card coming your way. Congratulations. Nice. And that'll do it for this week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out deconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We should have started this, but by the time this comes out, uh, will they have seen... Well, the VIP tickets for the summit are going to be released on April 14th, right? Yeah, six, six days. days. 20 hours, Six days minutes. from the time we're recording this, not six days from the time you're listening. Oh, right, right. Very <laughs> um, true. So, initial yeah, activity tr truly does look like we're going to sell um, probably about 100 of the 170-ish tickets that we uh, will be able to, to sell this year. So uh, make sure you're on that list because by the time we get to the public, we I, and also the craziest thing uh, this year is we had um, someone from Utah who was like, I want to send 12 people. I was like, 12? What? What? 12? Uh, someone else from Atlanta and Texas who wanted to send like nine people from their team. So yeah, we're doing our best to try to tell all of them to just wait until the public launch, like get a couple tickets and then just wait. But, you know, we can't stop people from doing what people do. So as long as you're a home builder or a developer, get on the VIP list. You have a better chance to grab those seats. Can't wait. I know. I'm excited. All right. We'll see you next Back week, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.